Hello, guys, and welcome to episode 10 of What the Fuck is Going On. Um, I'm not sure if you can tell by the sound of my voice. It's not like the usual vibe that we normally have where we are bubbly and, you know, having fun. Because this episode is very, very important. We are addressing an issue right now that is um, affecting everybody globally. And we just thought that it was important that we address this issue as young black women and just as humans in general. So for those of you who, I don't know, you probably have been listening to the news. If you're not, then I don't know where you're living. But um, on Monday, um, a man called George Floyd was murdered by a police officer in broad daylight. And this was all taped and the video went viral. And now the world has come together to protest against police brutality in America. So, yeah, and we are lucky to have two special guests all the way from the USA. We have Words of KB joining us. Thank you guys for joining us. It's such an honor to have two black men who are living in America right now for this episode. You don't understand how much your voice is needed to be heard. So, yeah, if you can just introduce yourself, KB and Ian. Hey, what's up? What's up? I'm uh, KB, the host of uh, Words with KB podcast, where we're a podcast and web show. Where we talk about current events, uh, uh, all kind of nigga shit, really. You know what I'm saying? But we're really glad to be on this episode to kind of talk about. i really interested to hear the global footprint that this has because um, I never really thought about that. So uh, I, this is going to be a great conversation and um, hopefully take away some good lessons from this. Cool. I guess he usually uh, KB usually kind of kicks it over to me, but I my guess, bad. Uh, uh, basic logic. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but um, this is basic logic. I'm the co-host of Words with KB. Um, I'm glad for the work. What the what the f? I almost want to say what the fuck. Uh, what do you guys? You know, does it matter? Can we say the fuck on here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talk all the time. It's the in the w- title, bro. WTF pod, you know. So, um, I appreciate y'all um, staying up to have us on. Um, this is definitely something I think we all need to have solidarity on as a black community, whether you're here in the states or abroad. So, definitely be part of the conversation. So yeah, I just to be honest, I just want to get straight into it. I don't want to even like beat around the bush. So straight to you guys, KB and Ian, have you ever had like a negative encounter with the police? Have you ever been stopped? Has anybody ever called the police on you? Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, I can't think of many black dudes in America that hasn't have had an, a negative experience with the police. Um, I mean, we do have some positive experiences, but most of the time, I mean, I've been arrested multiple times. I've been, uh, I've been, people have called the police on me multiple times and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm the safest guy you would ever meet. So, um, definitely have had negative experiences with cops growing up and, uh, you know, college, post-college, all that shit. And has it ever got violent for you? So so nothing has ever gotten violent, but you know, I mean, it's just a crazy part. Like you look, you look at these situations that happen on TV all the time, and most stops start. They most of them start regular, and then either quickly or over time, there's a snap, and it turns. So you think about all the interactions you've had with the police, and you like, damn, that shit could have turned like that, like at any point. That officer having a bad day or whatever, whatever happens, 
that shit can turn on you quickly. So um, um, I haven't had any physical alterations with the cops, but um, I, the thoughts always come. Wait, you know something I don't, base? You said alterations. I mean, uh, I altercations. Add, my bad, my bad. You can edit that out. It's the gin. But anyway... <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I haven't had any, yeah, I haven't had any physical, uh, physical arrest or anything ever. What about you, Ian? Oh shit, um, I forgot about. Oh yeah, shit. Um, unfortunately, um, I have had some some negative run-ins uh, with the police. Um, what's crazy is that um, when I was younger, uh, I was you know I, um, was born in Los Angeles, California, and I was around i was there during the riots during the rodney king riots um i don't know if you guys they don't really talk about it as much um are you guys familiar with that at all yeah we are yeah yeah Yeah. i mean this is like something that happened in the the early 90s where the police you know were on camera you know beating you know african-american men you know half to death um, and still, like growing up in, in, in California, I still never had a, a negative thought about the police. Um, my mom always told me, you know, when you see the police, you know, wave and be respectable. And I was like, OK, they're, they're here to serve and protect. It wasn't until I moved to Georgia, being in the South um, and have and actually was what's crazy is that um, I think I went to go the, the movie ATL. Um, was being released in a theater and um, here in Georgia I guess they thought that maybe it was you know for certain movie releases they always have like extra security Um, and I thought maybe they thought that people were going to be kind of more rowdy so we didn't go to the real popular movie theater we went to like a movie theater that not many people were at and it was those times where you kind of would just post about at the movie theater and um I guess a lot of people had been loitering and me and my friend, my cousin actually, and one of my other friends, we were standing outside in the movie theater and we had just bought our tickets, but our movie wasn't until later. Um, and, uh, an officer approached us. Well, he approached me and he said, Hey, you know, we've been getting complaints um, about people loitering here. He was like, you guys need to move along. And, you know, anybody who knows me knows that, you know, I always have to have a rebuttal for anything anybody says to me. So, you know, this is 18-year-old basic logic, you know. So, of course, you know, I tell him, hey, you know, we weren't doing anything wrong and we just got here. No one has told us to move. We just bought our tickets. We're just sitting here waiting. We had kind of moved over towards the food court. He said, no, I've got complaints. Someone's already told you guys to move along. And he like, he's like, and he says, move along. And then he kind of grabs my arm. And of course, I yank his arm away. And I'm like, hey, don't touch me. I was like, we just bought tickets. I'm going to wait here. Um, And, you know, it kind of escalated. He kind of attempted to kind of slam me on the ground. And he was a very, he was a Caucasian officer. And he was little. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not huge, but I'm over six foot, you know, over 200 pounds. And, you know, this is like probably like a five, six, five, eight, you know, middle-aged Caucasian male. So he wasn't stronger than me. So he went to kind of slam me down. And I didn't really like resist, but I didn't let him slam me. And I saw at the corner of my eye another officer rushing in, and he was a black officer. And I was like, oh, let me stop resisting because I'm not trying to get slammed. So, like, I, I let him, um, you know, kind of put the cuffs on me, and, like, he slammed me up against the wall. 
Um, and he whispered in my ear, he was like, you know, stop struggling, like, inward. Um, and, you know, it was it was kind of crazy. Like, I was trying to calm my cousin down because my cousin's from New Orleans. And, you know, I don't know if you ever met anybody from New Orleans, but they <laughs> they be ready. Don't for give some a smoke. fuck. Like, yeah, they don't give yeah, a fuck. Yeah, pretty, pretty quickly. So, um, kind of de-escalated there. They took me outside and put me on the curb. And um, uh, I look very young. And as you can imagine, even what is that? 12 years ago, I even looked younger. So I think that they thought I wasn't 18 yet. So they, once they saw on my IT ID that I was 18, they knew that they could, you know, take me in to jail. Um, and I was trying to explain to a black officer who was on the scene that I didn't do anything wrong, that the officer, you know, had basically kind of singled us out and had wrongly accused us for doing something that we weren't doing. We weren't loitering. We were paying customers. Um, and while I was talking, mm-hmm. sorry, 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 keep going. Mm-hmm. No, and and so then a um, as I was explaining to the black officer, so I'm thinking like, oh, he's gonna understand a little bit more because he's black. Like the white officer comes back and mushes me in the back of my head and says, "Shut up!" And like I'm like I look at the black officer like, hey, you know, you didn't just see that? Like I didn't do anything, and he kind of just shakes his head and is like, "It's nothing I can do." And that's when I kind of realized that. Um, not that all police are bad, because I do feel like there are some good police, but the police system is, is broken, and it doesn't matter if you're black or white or, you know, whatever it is. If the police want to do something, they're going to do it. And if you're a black man, they always look at you as a threat, and even if it is a black officer that's around, they're really not going to be of any assistance. Not saying not saying all, but most of the time I run into those scenarios where they're, they're not much help either. A lot of times they'll come and escalate the situation. Yeah, but they they have a very dangerous brotherhood there um, that mm-hmm. they ingrain black officers into that they will just watch from. They know the shit wrong. They know that mm-hmm. could be them. They know that could be their son, their nephew, their daughter. They know all that, but they still sit there and they will play into it. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's just very dangerous, man, because we know plenty of cops and mm-hmm. you know they just say it's not us but it's like are you talking to the niggas who are you talking to the cats that will do some shit like this to somebody it's it's, it's just a very dangerous system man it runs really deep excuse me i have multiple questions like i don't even know where to start with this i'm so sorry um in your story it's probably the wildest story i've heard in 2020 like that is so fucking you, crazy you know what's that, crazy is that it's it's not wild it's this not wild like, at all it's just <laughs> like a regular story <laughs> like i am so like because here it's just so many laws if this happened here so many uk laws have just been broken number one how easy is it to arrest someone like we don't do that here you don't get arrested for standing in front of the cinema like do you guys not abby sam do you not feel me like officers don't be you they don't arrest people for shit like that secondly how is it legal to body slam someone you're not allowed to do that here it's not legal to do that here number three you're going to jail for standing in front of a cinema how does that work where like i don't understand like where is that normal like uh, well so officially officially he would probably would have went to jail for resisting arrest so it was that's what it, it was been. it was just um it was i guess to make a long story short i think they ended up charged it was like it ended up being like a misdemeanor, but it was like disorderly conduct. They can put disorderly conduct pretty much anything. under anything. Yep. And um, 
I had to, it's not on my record or anything because when I went to court, I had to, they made me apologize to the officer. Like, in the what? And you then, even had to go to court. Yeah, I, I went to jail. Like I was in, I was in jail for. Uh, he left. He left that part out. <laughs> he left that part nah. out. Yeah, yeah. I, I was in jail for the weekend. You know what's what's crazy? For going like to the said, cinema. Looking nice. back on the situation, I'm not saying what I did. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying what and we did. Of course, didn't even get to go see the movie. All I all I'm saying is that, and, and I know you didn't even get to watch the film. You worry about the movie? <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I probably I probably handled the situation um, not the way I should have um, because when he asked us to move, you know, we probably just should have. That's unfortunately that's how the interactions are with the police. You have to comply regardless of what they're asking you, or it can be a situation. Um, but you didn't, you know. Nothing. So it don't matter. They got the they they yeah, they have a certain three or four years later. Yeah, they have a certain Sorry, power like, yeah, that is hard to. Messing up a little bit. Yeah, it seemed like it froze up, but I can still hear you. I can still hear you fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can still yeah, hear you fine. Yeah, I just frozen. Um, I just want to know. Um, just just another question I had. I just want to mm-hmm. know, like, why you had to go to court and why you had to apologize? Like, why nobody in that whole system? It feels like you went through different, you know, people and different stages, and nobody was there to back you up. Nobody was on your side. I don't understand that whole process. It's unfortunately, and this is like I said, this is like the early two thousands. And you know what's crazy? I've always been one of those, my mom always made me, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I don't consider myself to be hood by any, any means. When when I was younger, my mom always made me like wear a belt, like I never sagged or anything like that. I would wear my pants a little bit bigger and still have my belt on, like, and you know, wasn't really, you know, having looking all crazy and stuff like that. But it just so happened that day, there was a, a popular brand that was out called Jabot everybody used to have and it, it was like really baggy you know um i think it was some type of french brand but it was really baggy like really trendy hip-hopish looking clothes and i had just bought that outfit and of course you know back in the day it was like you bought that outfit and you want to go to Mosso, and i have fresh air force ones on so i looked like a, a typical atlanta dude like and that was my first time wearing an outfit so of course you know when they look at me i think what had probably happened was um from you know my other friends that was with me from talking to the staff is there is that there were some people there that were loitering and the lady who was there had i guess told them to move along and when the officer came he assumed that we were those same people and so it when he came he was already you know agitated like they've already told you guys to move why are you still here and we're looking like we didn't do anything and it probably could have been de-escalated by me, us simply just moving, but that's not the type of person, you know, I, that I am. Like, I always have to question, like, hey, what's going on? And it's it's a way that, you know, and especially just as a man, like, I always have an issue with that. Like, you get challenged and you challenge back. It's just a, a natural man reaction. But it's unfortunately, as a black man, when you get challenged by the police, you almost have to be childlike. Hold your head down. Don't stare at them. Don't try to look intimidating at all. Like you, you have to go into that demeanor. You can't, you don't have the right to, to be, they always say, know your rights. And it's like, we don't have those same rights. We can't ask them, Hey officer, what are you stopping me for? What are you pulling me over for? What did I do? Why do you need to see my license? No, you can't search my car. We don't have the rights to be able to ask those questions 
because we're looked at as a threat. So anything that we say or do that seems extra to them, it's going to cause an issue. Um, and not to talk too much uh, after I said this, I'm going to let y'all go. But what's crazy is fast forward four years later, had the, a similar situation that happened in another movie theater um, where I was out with um, my girlfriend at the time. Um, we went to the movie and they thought that we, I was waiting for, we had bought our tickets, waiting to go to the movie. Um, my girlfriend wanted to go to the restroom. So she went to the, she went to the restroom and, um, but it was on the other side where I guess another movie was playing from the ticket that we had bought. And so I'm sitting out there waiting and the officer came up and he said that he thought we were trying to sneak into another movie. I'm like, no, I'm just waiting on my girlfriend to come out. And he like, he's like, you guys are trying to sneak into that movie. You need to leave the theater now. I'm like, well, we just bought tickets. Um, you know, to the movie, you know, that's over here and we haven't went to see our movies. He was like, I don't care. You guys need to leave now. And I could feel him posturing, like do something. And of course my girlfriend, she's irate. Like, she's like, what do you mean? We were just standing here, you know, we're going to go see our movie. We paid our tickets. And I literally had to grab her and take her out of the theater because I could see that officer challenging me, like, please do something so I can arrest you. And I had to be very docile and we didn't get our money back or anything like that and just leaving and situations like that happen so much where the police can just kind of put their force on you and, and level power and you, you're just, you're powerless. Hey, hey. Like, and I learned from my old situation that I unfortunately I just have to let that go. Well, so. it, 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 you can see how deep the system runs. Like even mm-hmm. at 18, having you apologize to the officer in court is a very demoralizing thing when you did you was just standing in front of a fucking movie theater. So another piece, you you in front of your girl and you know saying he trying to goddamn he trying to make you do something cuz he know he he has the legal right to fuck you up and ain't nothing mm-hmm. you can do. You know what I'm saying? So it's really it's and they're not smart enough to know what's happened. That shit has been ingrained in them too, which is the problem like how deep this shit runs. Like why why do they why do they hate black people? You know what I'm saying? Like they feel like they hate black people, which I feel like to me it's like they fear black people because they don't know black people, and that fear internalizes and changes into hate. You know what I'm saying? So now they feel like, oh, it's a black person. They're a threat. They're a criminal. Like I like when I talk to white people, um, like at work, like eventually if I fuck with you long enough, I'll get comfortable enough to talk about like real black shit right so mm-hmm. i get to the point and they feel like oh they all black people are criminals because the news only shows us you look on the news they say somebody's stealing it's gonna be a black motherfucker or somebody doing some criminal activity it's a black guy that looks like me or in you know so they they they're 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 victims too but they victims which they ain't dying from this shit we dying from that shit from you you can see from the the, um from from floyd getting strangled from amar getting murdered in the fucking street you know and that's the difference between it and i don't think white people really see that all right we all i think we all victims right i feel like ain't no child Races or has fear for somebody of another race that shit gets implanted in them early in their life you know what i'm saying so okay that's fucked up that they got that from their parents or, or their environment you know but 
you know, we getting killed for this shit. Y'all just feel bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We getting yeah. fucking killed in the streets, you know, afraid to go outside. We afraid to call the police because if we call the police, we don't know whose side they going to go on. You exactly. know, so I mean, you've just tapped into something that I wanted to go into. I think my next point was um, on top of um, George Floyd's death. There was also another video that went um, viral, which um, involved a lady called Amy Cooper. And mm -hmm. she was in the park with her dog and um, a black male who was behind the camera was recording her. I, I'm not quite sure how the altercation happened, but he didn't seem like a threat to me. He was just nicely he, talking to her. He was but fucking then, bird watching. Um, he was, yes. yeah. So um, she then called the police and she was like, the first thing that she said to the police was, hello, there's a black man trying to attack me in a park. And I was like, hold and on, I'm first a Caucasian of all, woman. Yeah, first of all, like, if, if I felt threatened that I'm calling the police, I'm going to say, hello, officer, I'm at, so in this, I'm at this location, can you come and help me? But my first question is, as white, why do white Americans, why are they so quick? Anytime any small little thing happens with the black person, why is it their first reaction is I'm going to pick up the phone and call the police? Because they and on know. Top of that, and I've got another question. And on top of that, um, why um, do they feel the need to mention the race of the person? Why do you guys think those two things occur in America? Number one, sorry, I'll just say one line before I throw it to you guys. Number one, it's because the white people know. They know the power they have. They know by making that call, your life might be in potential danger. They know the power they have. And it is so sickening. That's when, when they say, oh, I don't see race. I don't understand what is going on. But you know to call the police on a black person. How? And highlight How? the fact that the guy was black. Like And listen... And it's not and just in America, they do it here. People do it here in the UK. I've yeah, literally heard people yeah. I know, whenever they're describing a story, if it's to do with a black person, they always have to mention the person was black first. Why? Tell the story. Mm. But yeah, you don't true. see race. But you don't see race. You don't understand racism. But you know that when you call the police, you have to emphasize on the fact that they're black. It is fucking sickening. That's what it hey, is. So I think with uh, uh, Amy, and I think some uh, she she has realized the error of her ways because she done lost her job, lost her dog. You know what I'm saying, and, and all that shit. No, you but know? had she realized? I mean, you losing your job and losing your dog, but had she actually understood? Like. She's understood now she's broke. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's she's upset because she's now poor and she's lost like a she mm. wasn't she was like a big woman in her company. She's upset because nobody's gonna wanna hire her and she's lost and you know with white people and their dogs, they're really like attached to them. She's lost something that she really loves in her job. But has she understood that potentially had the police come, this man could have died. He could have been George Floyd. Does she understand the severity of her racial she does. She doesn't. Does she does. No, I don't think she does. I think she does. Why you say that, Lola? No, I think no. she does because on the phone, that's why she mentioned black man. She understood the situation. One no, I mean after the press, after like now that she's lost her job, does she understand what she did was wrong? Well, she better. She nah, fucking she don't. better. She that's don't. It. That's our problem. I'm, that's how fuck. If she, she like don't listen. understand. Yo, listen, your we, life is probably just, she probably just hates black people even more. But, yeah. but the thing, the thing about it, the thing about it, bro, I don't even think her situation. I don't even think it's hate. She she lives in a total a totally different bubble that don't even include black people. She don't even mm. she don't even include them in her thought process. That's why she knew like, all right, I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call nine one one. Hopefully, I get somebody on the other line that got the same thought process as me. 
You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to be fearful. They're going to come out and they're going to take care of you. But hopefully I want you to get scared and run off. That's what she wanted him to do. I mean, that call was a threat. She didn't want nobody to come out. She wanted to him to leave. And she wanted to she wanted to put her power on him from that call. You know, and my man, he was smart enough to know. Yeah, he 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 was smart enough to know I'm gonna stand my ground and I'm gonna just I'm gonna record this interaction. Now that shit could have went stupid left for my boy. You know, that shit could have been that shit could have went way left for my man out there in the park trying to fucking bird watch. You know, so she knows the power. She knows the power of fear. She knows the power that she has as a white woman calling the police, and then she tried to get very extra about. Oh, like 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 she was getting chased or some shit by yeah. the by the end of she the conversation. Had fake tears, fake yeah. crying. It was very dramatic. Very, very dramatic. dramatic. I mean, like, she definitely deserves an Oscar. Yeah, it's like some white people. They live in a world where they believe that black people can't attain certain things that they have. So, like mm-hmm. for example, the guys at the gym that mm-hmm. they the, they were someone called the police on them because apparently the guy thought that they shouldn't be in that vicinity. Likewise, Stormzy, when he was going into his house and someone called the police because he was a black man going into mm. a house in Chelsea and they thought he was breaking in. There's some white people that just can't comprehend that black people can be successful, can make it, can have the exact same nice things that they do because we just belong in the gutter, apparently. Yeah, and, no, then, and then you got actually, a situation. I'm sick of white people right now. Yeah, and then you got <laughs> a situation I where I forgot her name, but she she go in to the wrong apartment and kill the black dude, and she yeah. get fucking. She got like a couple years, like she gonna be out in like five ten years. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, what the fuck, bro? You know what I'm saying? And I guarantee that yeah. officer ain't gonna get shit for killing this dude. The Ahmad, mm, the, the 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 the, per, the people involved in the Ahmad murder. They gonna get off, you know what I'm saying? Cause we don't even know their names. You know what I'm saying? We 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 talking about we we know Ahmad, but we need to know the we need to know the 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 murderer's name too. We need to be putting that shit out there as much as we putting Ahmad's name out there. Honestly, and also I think it all boils down to supremacy. Some white people think they are inherently better than us and that is the main issue amy cooper whatever her fucking name is tell i'm better than you that is no way like who do you think you black person are to talk to me like this the same way they raided j cole's house in america because he was living in a nice area who do you think you are like excuse me i'm better than you, you we cannot be having the same night thing you're not on my level i it's that's and that is my main issue with white people is that in their head that they are better than us they are above us they have power over us and so does the police the police is just another form of white supremacy let's talk about that because they for them to come up to you and be like you need to do this this and in an aggressive manner they're only doing it because they feel like they have a power over your life they are they feel like they're better than you and I honestly don't know when racism is going to end because I feel like it's just ingrained in so many white people that I am better than you. Who are you? But see, I, I think the issue is even deeper than that because a lot of times when I hear people, you know, talk about racism and they try to kind of group all people, all people of color together, they're like, hey, you know, POC, POC, that's what they say. Yeah, people of color. Mm. And I was just telling someone uh, earlier today that we have to stop grouping people with us. Like, it's black people. Like, and and really, to be honest, we definitely appreciate, you know, our our brothers and sisters that are, you know, 
overseas, but it's it's really I see this happening with blacks in America, like the most. I'm not saying it's not happening in the UK, but as shocked as you guys hear, I don't think it happens that much. If it does, I'm sure there's still you know levels of prejudice and, and racism that you guys experience. But when it comes to the the murdering in the street and the killing, you know it's it's black people. I don't I don't see Mexican people. Um, being beat in the street by the police. I don't see Indian people. I don't see Asians. Like, so until people really realize, like, this is why black Americans are upset and everybody, just like how you guys is, everybody gets upset about it, including the people who have the privilege. Like, they're the only ones that can stop it. The people with the privilege ready Mm. to give away their privilege, which I don't know if they ever will. Like, it'll have to be taken from them. No one has ever in anywhere in history has ever been like, yeah, let me give you back the power that I have. No, it has to be taken. So, I mean, that's facts. I, I, like, mean, that's- I can't even agree more. I wish I could like agree times 10 of that sentence. Double Fuck tap, it hell. double tap. Can we send an emoji? Come on. Fucking yeah, we got, emojis. An emoji. we got Let's emojis. take that power back. No, it's really, really. No, it's really true because at the end of the day, if you watch that video of George Floyd, there was an Asian um, police officer there as well. Like, we need to understand. Yeah, I'm so, you know, I love that everyone is on our side and everyone is, you know, fighting. But we also need to understand that this is a black problem and you should not be saying POC. No, black people with a capital B are dying. That's the issue. Right. So, yeah, I definitely agree. And, and But I mean, so... So this is where I kind of, I kind of, I, I, you know, and it's a very, and you made a, you made a point about us being, uh, you know, how do we, how do we come together, you know, during all this stuff? Because even in America, we are a little divisive, a little, you know, we're not all together on the route forward. You know what I'm saying? So you got, you got the combination of a peaceful, pro, a peaceful protest. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people associate that with the MLK. And then you got, you know, you got people rioting, which, you know, and looting coming on. You know what I'm saying? Which that just happened in Atlanta last night. Um, and, you know, you got some people who saying like, like this, this is the people showing you how they feel. What you going to do? You know what I'm saying? So they like want some action to happen. But you got another set of people who just are not down for that type of behavior because it's like, how does that tearing up the CNN building in Atlanta? How does that help the the cause? So it's it's a it's a such a layered it's a such it's such a layered issue that affects a small population of the world. You know, mm. I, and I would say it only affects Black Americans. Because I, I wouldn't say Africans really group themselves into that. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say, you know, European black people group themselves into it. Like that, like you said, they're not, I don't know for sure. And I want to hear y'all. I want to hear, is I, I definitely want to hear yeah. from y'all after this to see like, like y'all are up in the arms. And I would be like, I'm like, why? like I never even thought y'all would be up in arms about this. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I just looked at it from a black American standpoint, and I never thought that people outside would be mad about it. Because I, I, I rarely see like, uh, I rarely see people outside of um, America like up in arms about this shit. Um, I think what it, you know, the girls can definitely back me up. I think what this 
um, situation did for us is that it woke us up because we have issues like this here in the UK, in Europe, definitely. Black people are dying. We have police brutality. We, I did my document. You guys know I did my documentary on it at uni. Like, it's definitely an issue here. And this was kind of like, shit, like, it kind of just woke us all up and be like, yeah, we have this issues too. Like, how come black people are dying around the world? This was like, what, for us here in the UK, this is what we really felt. Um, Abby, Sam, do you want to? My thing is, I felt like, Although, like, I know that the fact that most of the people that are dying are in America in terms of police brutality. Here, we have, like, issues with stop and search, which is a completely different thing. But, yes, the numbers are in America. But I feel like if we're not outraged as a community, because at the end of the day, we're all black. So if if I can watch someone in America die... From no, for no reason whatsoever, and I'm not outraged, and I'm not doing anything about it. Then I am an inhumane person. I clearly I have no feelings. Like how watching that video, if it didn't touch even white people, even racists, I'm sorry, that should have touched everybody, and that could have that should have affected a bigger change. So in my head, when I see things like that, I think of it's a bigger problem. It's not just for you guys to solve by yourselves. Everybody should be on board. Everybody should be outraged. Otherwise, there wouldn't be no change. And with your thing about riots and stuff the reason why i think that uh riots just don't work it just doesn't work because at the end of the day historically if you look at all the riots that's happened in the past what has happened after it what was what was the great change that happened nothing um can i can i can i can i get my two pence yeah yeah. um so i'm going to answer both the points um, in terms of the global outrage, I feel like most people like myself, I see myself as a global citizen, despite me being Zimbabwean, British, black, I'm a global citizen. So when I see anybody, I have spoken out on the LBGT community, anything that I just find as an injustice, I raise my voice and I share and I want people to get justice. So when it's now something that's in my community as a black woman, like I reintroduce you guys as our brothers from America, like that wasn't a mistake. Like we meant that because you are our brothers. Like we, you, like we just have to be, you, we're brothers and sisters, period. Like, you know, you can go back in history and figure out our geography, but you guys are brothers. And, you know, when I see George, I see, um, I see my dad, I see my brother. So when you can visualize your own family and your own loved ones in that person, Trayvon Martin could have been my brother. My brother wears a hoodie and he goes to get Skittles. Sandra Bland could have been my mum. Do you know what I mean? So when you when you look at it like that, you just can't help but be outraged. And we are passionate and we are standing with you guys. And we, honestly, I wish America could, I wish I could see a better America. I'm hurting for you guys in as much as it's not physically hurting us. But the fact that you can empathize and see your own family members in every single person who's been who's been killed is heartbreaking. And go on, Leila. Oh, they, sorry. They just saying, that, mean, that means a lot, though, for real. Just so you guys know, there's going to be, they're planning a protest here in the UK tomorrow mm-hmm. as well um, to protest what is going on. I think another reason why people here are so outraged is that every day we go on Twitter, we've seen another dead black person from from the States. Oh, this other person has died. This other person has died. Of course, as black people, we're going to be outraged being like, why is this happening? Because the reason why he died is because he's black and we're black as well. So this is a problem that could happen anywhere anywhere obviously it doesn't happen so much in africa because everyone's black there's no white people but anywhere where there's white people 
this could this does happen people do die because of their skin color so yeah. it is you know as much as you know it's george but it's become more of a global issue for black people yeah. against racism against prejudice like why are you guys always treating us wherever we go like we're second citizens like we don't matter like our lives do not matter and that is the main thing that is the global issue that black people's lives to white people around the world it seems to not matter at all yeah and and, and and it's like it's weird to me because it's like they they love all the shit that we do they love the shit that we produce they love like i was playing kendra lamar before we get started they love kendra lamar i'm like how do you fuck you listen to a pimple butterfly pimple butterfly and you don't like like that that's a black ass album like are you just listening to the beat so it, it's really i think like we mentioned it earlier talking about like you know how do we get rid of it and basic logic said we got to take it you know what i'm saying and 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 i like that sentiment but in my head i'm like break that down. how we take it you know what i'm saying how a minority who's a minority that's we still live under the system that they created right mm. you know what i'm saying so we still you might not like it but we got to play by their rules in a sense you know what I'm saying? So how do how does a minority that playing by don't, we don't why don't you? And, and, and sorry to, to cut you off, but black people just can continue to fall in line. So tell I me see, tell me how do you play? How do you not play see, in a rule? Do you do you feel like the Koreans that are that are here that they play by the rules of the white man? Yes. How how so? Look, the Koreans are organized. Look, the Koreans get in one area and they say, hey, we about to put these people in political positions and we about to push our narrative. We about to push our laws forward. They're still playing into the system. They're just more. No. Yes, they are. What you mean? We lived I'm in saying, Gwinnett, bro. I'm saying they're they, they make their own rules. Bro, they no, they're not. Rules. They're playing within the rules of America. But they they say, oh, this is our we need to push our objectives up through the system that America has. We don't yeah, have that. Sure. There's no black they, party. There's they, no black people they, pushing black people. They make their they make their own they make their own rules. They have their own communities. They don't I, have their I mean, own I mean, rules. They they do have their own rules. What rules do Asian people have? We live in an area that has a lot of Korean influence. They put yeah. we we vote look most of the black people voted for a Korean person, you know what I'm saying? Because they they, they tailor run, they run this side of Duluth. I'm, I'm just saying, as far and everybody knows, you know, as far as politicals goes, like at the end of the day, you know, white people have the majority power. I'm just saying that their Koreans do a good job. I mean, even Mexicans that are here, they do a good job with building their community up. And I promise you that an officer is not going. You know, I stay by a lot of Mexican people. Ain't no police officer, even it could be somebody illegal in there. Ain't no police officer going and dragging one of them at their house. Or it's gonna be an issue. I I don't see them standing there and, and letting it happen because if it could happen, it would have happened. Like the same thing with the Asians. It's not you if you've ever had a conversation with, you know, someone that's Korean or Vietnamese, like the way they talk about white people, like, dang, I wish I could be that bold to talk about them because they don't care because they don't need them for anything. That's they're true. Able, like like you said, they're able to you know, be able to put their people, the right people in power and be able to move how they want to move because they can shop who they want to shop. 
the the name on their building, we can't even read their language. The Bruh. name on their building can say but Fuck that, you, uh, white policeman. Bruh, but and that's listen. That's only because that's only because they're working with, within the system. You said what? That's only because they're working within this, the the capitalism system. They're working okay, within that system. We that? We're not doing that, why bro. We, because we. Can you understand that they have more privilege than us? Like, I'm yeah. so sorry. On the poll of who is important, yeah. black people are always at the bottom, no matter where we go. Yeah, but not why only that, it's because we're divided. They've made sure That's that exactly. we can't work together. They've exactly. made sure that we can't physically think that oh, this mm. this is my fellow black person. Let's team up and and you know grow something and build something and have our own banks and write you know Yoruba. Yoruba language on all our buildings. Exactly. We can't have that. Exactly. What? African Americans. What's what's their language? Exactly. They, what? they can't even. They don't even know their heritage. Thank you. That, <laughs> is, that is the issue. They've already been been separated. Exactly. Separated. Like, like, I, yeah, I know. I understand that piece on there. I'm just saying it's it's possible for you to come together and have your own shit where it's like you're not gonna come and and fuck this shit up because if you come here it's gonna be problems Bro, but and you it may not be physical but you're we're going to come after you in the courts and where we came through that Bro, system. listen what you're saying you don't have that. but listen to what you're saying you said come at the come after them where what you mean and with the system you said come at come after them in the courts right who yeah. makes the courts who makes the okay, rules? I don't, can I, I don't think personally. I uh, back to like the protest and rioting. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like Trevor Noah made a very like amazing speech today. It was brilliant. But he spoke about like a society where you think about societies, all of humans, you've, we've all signed a contract, whether you know it or not, but you being part of society or like where oh. you're your neighborhood or whatever, you signed a contract. Like we've, we're all like participating in these values and norms. Yep. So everybody, you know, you know how to recycle. Like we've all agreed okay. on these values and norms. Nobody's actually physically told you like, okay, for you to live on planet earth, you need to do this, this, this. But okay. we all know as humans for us to live peacefully, let's all abide by these values and norms. Right. So when somebody in that society now decides that we don't want to follow that values and norms that we set, we now want to do our own thing. You leave no choice for the people who are being affected. So when police officers decide, instead of you protecting us, you want to come and kill us, you leave no choice for the black community to defend themselves and to protest. And with protesting, there is no right way to protest. Like a protest is you opposing something. So there will never be, even if it's peaceful, even the fact that the title protest in itself, you are opposing something. So you can do, you can protest by staying in your house, by sleeping. People don't eat. Whatever you're doing, a protest is not a good thing. And it's, it's, it will never be seen as a good thing, even if it's peaceful. The fact that it's a protest. So yes, the riot is rioting. People have been have been looting, but we've tried to be peaceful. How many years have Black Americans been in America and they've been peaceful? They mm. were slaves. They were picking cotton. They were peaceful. They Black men watched Black women be raped and they were peaceful. How long Martin Luther King was peaceful when they killed him? No, he wasn't. You know, but brother you know, tweeted out today. This brother tweeted no, but out I'm today. just saying, like people, people paint him as this. Oh, he was peaceful. Yes, well, he was, he was, that no. didn't help. He was, he, he, that's what we're saying. They always try to rewrite Black history. He was not. His daughter tweeted out today that you guys. They always try to say, "Oh, my, uh, my dad was peaceful." Like, no, he would be for the protest. They hated him because he was inciting protest. That is what I'm trying to say. This is why Black Americans, especially why 
everything is so confusing for you guys because in every and which way everything is against you your history is being rewritten just the system of it all you have men in Rikers who have done nothing just sitting there the whole system is made up that's what we need to understand the whole system is made up to be of disadvantage to you all they keep doing is they keep lying to you and killing you and, and protest works. Look at Hong Kong. In Hong Kong, Lola, how long do they protest in Hong Kong? They protest for months upon months. It was violent. People died. Right. Look at Somalia. Revolutions, people will what? die. Blood will be shed. Shops will be looted. But that's what we need. Because the reason why I, the reason why I, th- I, I agree, I feel like everyone should wala. Everyone should be angry. Everyone should fuck shit up. My thing is stealing and looting. The reason why I think it's not effective is because every single time a black person dies, we do this. Okay, three months later, four months later, they kill another one. Is it really but working? Your solution, no, your solution of sitting isn't working either. I'm not saying I didn't. I've never once said we should sit down. So what should we do? What's your solution? Yeah. We need to affect the economy. We need to stop spending yeah, look, white exactly. people's okay. money. That is going Listen. to be effective. Nothing yeah. else is going to touch them. Nothing else is going to hurt them at all. If yes. we remove our money from, do you know how much we actually put into the into the economy? Okay, if we yeah. take that away. That is the only effective thing to me that I think will ever, ever, ever help this situation because they're not listening. They're not listening. They're going to kill somebody else later on. Someone, another white officer is going to be angry two months from now and he's going to kill someone else because well, sure. after our is protest, it... what, what else? Yeah. We're angry. We've fucked shit up. We've you know, ruined the, the place. They've seen we're angry. Okay, mm-hmm. they'll say sorry or however, they'll arrest the, the one guy that's killed George. Okay, great. And then the next guy will do it. Nothing is going to change. It's Look, not... I, we, we, but even with the money thing, they will say sorry and they'll change and then no, no. they'll make us happy and then we start I, spending no, money. I think that will hit them. I agree with both of you. I think a mixture of what both of you say needs to work. Number one, I just want to call out all the black American celebrities, you guys that actually have the power. Yes, they're tweeting on their Facebook, da da da. But you guys need to start pulling out of some deals, some endorsement deals, and be like, I'm not going to do this unless you guys stop <laughs> it. Not doing that. <laughs> no, listen, you guys need to have people who are ready to lose money they're to not affect doing people. That. But people are not. Listen, people listen. Are the not. system. Also, it's been 30 years. It's been over like 40 years since Rodney King that you've said, yes, black people have been dying constantly and we've been doing peaceful protests so i also think that people need to go out in the streets and while out because in hong kong that's why the uh, asian people they're really smart about it they they protested and also took their money out do, yeah. who's going to hong kong now do you know how bad hong kong um, economy is when they started up the protest again they're fucking they're back in the recession mm-hmm. they dropped their money dropped again we need to be effective to both and they have people who are willing to say listen i'm gonna listen they're saying fuck you to china i'm not gonna do this china unless real people in real power who saying i'm not going to do this china unless you guys back my hong kong people we need people like that but mm-hmm. definitely yes to the right the french people nobody Thank can you. write it like the french you see the french are still writing guess what the french are writing about they because write every fucking week <laughs> i don't know if you guys watch the news but the french have been writing every sunday for the past year just yeah. because they wanted to increase their um, bus driver yeah there's no one that can write it on this earth like the french it's called you go to paris on a weekend you can't take the train shut it down and do you think macron is not listening who's the leader of the french macron has to change because every sunday nobody can get anywhere because they locked off all the trains all the buses we need to be effective like that the looting needs to stop we just mm-hmm. need to think smarter and work together yeah, yeah. i think <laughs> but stealing is so it's so ineffective oh, stealing, well, rice, yeah. stealing this, shoes very 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 pointless right, man, this, no, this no, is what i'm saying i got so so yeah so it is a complex issue 
it's it's a combination of all the things that we've all said. Um, you know, but to me, I feel like all right, if you got if you got the energy to loot, man, like put we need to we need to transition our energy to something else. You know what I'm saying? Like what that moment you maybe you hurt that business for a second, but they got an insurance policy. They good. That that shit don't do shit. You talking about fucking up the CNN, but you think CNN ain't got fucking they gonna get two million, three million for that sign that you broke? That shit don't do nothing, man. We gotta we got to learn the fucking system, and we got you know the power the white people have. White people don't give a fuck about nobody else. They ain't gave a fuck about nobody else throughout history. They was on that little bitty island. They said, we ain't got shit here. We got to go out and conquer other motherfuckers so my family can eat. And that's what the fuck they did everywhere. They went to fucking India. They went to fucking Africa. They went everywhere and killed people and did all that shit because they don't give a fuck about nobody. You know what I'm saying? They said. I, I think I think we're or and I apologize for um, cutting you off, but what you said on there, how you said white people don't give a fuck. I really feel like other races have that mentality. They of course don't have the power that they do, but they really be like, I'm fucking with my own. Like yeah, that's it's always a, a bad thing when black people be like, we want to shop with black people. We want to. Mm, that's true. You know how many? You know how many people come into my job? Like that speak Spanish. Well, that speak English, but their first language is Spanish, and they'll come to me and be like, "Is anyone here speak Spanish?" And it's like, if I was to go somewhere to a business and be like, "Can I speak to a black person?" He would look at me crazy. That's like, language and race, like, bro. That's not the same, bro. No, I'm just saying as far as like that's, that's who they want to. That's who they want to shop with. That's who they choose to give their money to. That's who they yeah. feel comfortable with. And you see it with all the races. Like if if you. If I have a business, I'm going to make sure I got somebody who speaks Spanish. There. I'm going to make sure I got somebody who speaks Korean. You know, I'm going to make sure, you know, I got a a, a, a a Hindi or some type of Indian person there because people feel comfortable shopping with their own and they'll spend money with them. Black people, it's not the same. It's, it's going to be so difficult for us to take our money away because we've already, I don't know if y'all watched the whole Killer Mike documentary that he did on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to... Like you would have to almost go back to the Stone Age to go pro black everything because we don't really own shit. Like very true. Yeah. What What are you very just true. gonna sit in the house for the whole day? Like the m- main thing that people use all day is Amazon. Uh, <laughs> he ain't black. Would you not gonna use Amazon no more? You're not gonna go to the grocery store. Like you're not gonna use the gas stations. We don't. We don't own anything. So it would be so. The only way that, and I don't even think that's possible to happen. We would have to literally go out of America, like. <laughs> to, Wasn't that to what we were saying? Like literally, we everyone needs to pack their bags and go back to Africa because you yeah. have to go to. You would have to go to Africa because there's no way you'd be able to do that here in the states. Like, <laughs> and, and, and black people are too comfortable. To want to go to Africa because you're gonna have to struggle because it's a totally if you've ever yeah, been right. outside of the country, yeah. even more want to do that. But even more so. than that, man, you think about you you think about a country like Africa, right? Africa, people already always talk about all the resources Africa has. You know what I'm saying? Like they have a hell of resources. Why why is there so many countries in Africa? You know what I'm saying? Why can't they fucking unify and they gonna fucking kill the shit? 
You know what I'm I mean, saying? Because colonialism uh, came and divided yeah. us and caused a lot of havoc and <laughs> left us in debt. The white man came and you know they Listen. when then when they when they wanted to leave they left us dry and yeah. That's what I'm saying. How did how did the fucking and and how did the white man do all this shit? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like how the fuck did they Jazz. how the fuck <laughs> did these evil motherfuckers do all this shit? Honestly, you know and what they I'm left saying? Millions of black people, billions. I'm sorry, because all of Africa as well. They left billions of black people in pain and suffering. The same way they did to African Americans, they did to Africans too. Even though they're not in Africa as well, but what they the what they've done to us, the consequences are still there. That's why most of us are living in poverty because they took. Every everything thing. and they did it from every angle our education system like everything yeah. you learn like even even just the fact that white is associated like when you see angels good. you see white like good is white and black is usually bad like yeah. they've even ingrained it down to colors black how cat. disgusting is that yeah and how do you unwrite that also, just one more point. You know how they say, "Oh, Africans are so anti-gay, um, lesbian, and all of that LGBT." Our most of our laws are still British laws, are still white man's laws from when they were, because we just haven't changed yet. So when they took over us, so we saying that, oh, you go to jail um, if you're gay for 14 years, it's because the fucking white man put that there when they were there 40 years ago. It's not something that we wrote into our law. It was the law the white man left for us when they and said, we just kept "Bye, it. guys," and we just kept it. Everything that we were taught about, you know, being anti-gay, we learned it from you, motherfuckers. Yeah. So when they come and back to write articles and be like, "Oh, Africans are so anti," I'm like, "No, you fucking taught us that shit." I love when she's saying you, like it's someone that she's yeah, the the thing what you guys touched on when you said, you know, how we know how the basically Europeans basically stripped Africa, you know, from the French. Italian, you know, the Germans, whoever, and the Chinese are now over there eating too, with that people yeah. talk about. Yeah. And they, they everywhere. <laughs> so the thing of it is, um, and Sam, I think I heard you say that, that, you know, you consider yourself just a, a, a global, um, a global person. So you, you hurt whenever there's anything wrong with, you know, any, anything you felt that's done wrong to a person, regardless of their race, color, or creed, you know, but do you guys consider, as you guys, you know, stay in the UK, do you guys consider yourself, you know, British or I think Irish or... What's the hierarchy, you, what you I guess? Yourself? Is there a hierarchy? It seems like, you know... I'm Nigerian, mate. I say it with my chest. Even though I lived in Ireland all my life, I have an Irish passport, but I also have a Nigerian passport. But I'll tell you right now, I consider myself, because when I was in Ireland as well, for anyone who knows me, when we first moved to Ireland, I had a neighbor who would always scream. And it was just me and my mom and three little girls me and my sisters were all very young he would scream in the middle of the night get out the house you effing n-words he would scream that every single night and then at one point he came to the front of my house with a gun and threatened my mom to move out and then we called the police and the police in ireland came back to tell us and they went oh sorry he has some mental issues um and my mom was like but why does why is he allowed a gun they're like he's a farmer he's allowed a gun but at that point that was a wake-up call to me and my sisters who just moved to this country that you know this was supposed to be our country my sisters are born in ireland i wasn't born in ireland 
but my sister brought like this they're like this is our this is meant to be my country and you guys are not protecting me because of my skin color because in some parts of ireland they don't regard us as irish so why should i claim something that doesn't really claim me you get what i mean who would not the system that wouldn't really stand for me so i am definitely nigerian because there's nigerians always have each other's back they got my back if i go to nigeria right now there's nobody that'll come to my face with a gun and be like get the fuck out of this country be like hey girl hello fellow nigerian what's up you get what i mean so you're you're not you consider yourself nigerian and abigail i just want to go around the room and then i I got a, a point abigail um what about yourself yeah, so I was born here, but like I always have arguments with people at work because uh, there was one time we were going on a press trip and whatever, and they asked us to put like where we're from. And I always say Nigerian, I'm Nigerian. And everyone was telling me, no, Abigail, you're born here, you're British, you're British. And I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck, I'm Nigerian. Like, I only identify as Nigerian, even though I was Who born was here. Telling I you get that? That. Were they black people or white people? No, the guy was mixed race. So he was half Jamaican, half white. Mm. I've never what, seen what that. Is he? That is, is he black? He's black. He's mixed, bro. He's Drake. Yeah, okay. He's, oh yeah, I forgot that black, you guys do that. Yeah, he's black. The, sorry. He's well, mixed yeah. to us. He's black to the world. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. black. Yeah. But and he why? was like adamant to me that no, you can't say you can't put that you're Nigerian. You have to put that you're British. And I'm like, just because I have a British passport, I also have a Nigerian passport. But that doesn't define who I am. I feel like what defines me is where I feel I belong. And if I belong in a certain place, that is where I identify. I belong in Nigeria because that is where it accepts me as opposed to here, where, which basically doesn't. So, yeah, that's me. Cool. What about you, Miss Sam? Um, I consider myself to be Zimbabwean. I mean, I was born there, but I was raised in the UK. But when people ask me where I'm from, I do say Zimbabwe because that's where, that's home for me. And that's what resonates. For me, this is home, but it's kind of just like, it's not home, home, you know? It's where, it's where my parents decided for us to relocate, but I think home is where the heart is, and my heart is Zimbabwe, and yeah, I'm Zimbabwean, and holding a British passport, so yeah, I'm a global citizen, that's why I said I'm a global citizen, in as much as I'm Zimbabwean, everything that I am, I also lived in the UK for 20 years, so I am in some sense British, because even when I do go to Zimbabwe, people like, the way I speak, my morals, my values are very British, so in that sense, I like I said, I consider myself a global citizen. Just yeah, just for you, my but first, if someone was asked you, so basically, all three of you ladies, if someone really asked you and corners your room and say, "Hey, where are you from?" Y'all would oh, all say. Can I just cut you short? Because when we do say we're Irish and we're British, you know what? The, you know the second question they ask us: Where are you, you know, really where from? Are you from? Where are you yeah. really from? That's really literally what they really ask us here. So how can I be going, I'm Irish, when they're like, oh, no, no, no. But where are you really from? Yeah, they, they know. Yeah. So all you ladies, y'all said that at the end of the day, y'all all go back and trace to your, your African roots. The mm-hmm. issue that happens with us as black Americans, I know me, I always struggle with this, is I have nobody to trace my roots to. Mm -hmm. I'm always jealous of people and I always ask people like where they're from and things of that nature. And sometimes people are kind of really prideful with that. And they'll be like, I'm American. I'm like, you know, and I'll ask them like, well, where are your parents from? You know, where, where your, what's your origin? You know, cause I just like to ask because we don't know. Like only thing I can say is, well, my family's from California. Like I'm American, but here in America, the country that I've lived in all my life, the generations of my family have been in, we're still treated as third class, third class citizens here, if not worse. And that's the issue that we have because 
we don't feel like we would be as accepted as if I went to Zimbabwe. I, I have no connection with anybody from Zimbabwe, likewise with Nigeria. And that's the like disconnect there that we have because we have no no roots to go back to, but we're not accepted here. Because I would love to pack up and just be like, I'm going to go to Nigeria, but I don't know anybody there. I, I, I don't know any of the language. Like, That's the I'll, advantages I'll, I'll, other races have that we don't have, that Asians have. I can go back to Asia. Yeah, you can. I tell all my, my Mexican homeboys all the time when they be like, man, Trump keep acting up. I be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm trying to come with y'all. <laughs> but like, I really feel like it's like the only way Africa would ever be successful is if all the the people of of color or African descent, if they went back there too as well. But mm. I don't think because I'm sure you got like you guys all have the similar personalities where you guys are still strong in your African roots and you guys still root for just black people in general. But it's so many people like your homeboy that's Jamaican and white. He probably think he white. <laughs> like, and it's so it's so many people like that and they're gonna stop the the movement or the revolution if we ever wanted to really have something of our own because they're comfortable being just a british citizen they're comfortable being just a, a american and living in the comforts of america so that's the issue we have is we're so divided even on social media i'm literally seeing half my half my timeline against the protests yeah. And half of it for it. And I'm like, everybody just shut up. Like, we, we need to collectively come in, but let them do what they want to do. If you don't, if you want to move and move a different way, then move your different way. But don't in public down the, the, the protest. You can have your opinion, but how they react is how they react. And they got to suffer the consequences of whatever it is that happened. But if, if I can't, I can't tell someone how to, how to feel and how to react. So if they were mad enough that that's what they felt like doing, that's cool. We may not agree with it. I'm not going to be out looting and stuff because I don't want those consequences of what will happen if I get caught doing it. But I'm not going to be like, hey, you guys shouldn't be doing that. If you come up with the, the solution that you want to do yourself, then come up with that and make sure to take care of your tribe and your, your community that you're in and make sure y'all are doing what you're supposed to do. But I can't tell them folks, hey, don't tear that shit up because that's how they felt like doing. It is I feel like that yeah, is hard, one thing that you African-Americans lack that we Africans have is that unity, especially here. If you come to the UK, there's a place where Africans are. We're together. They're like, do you get what I mean? And if we see another African, we, you know, in our minds, it could be like, oh, what he's doing is wrong. But we will not publicly go out and be like, oh, what he's doing is wrong. We don't like to put our shit out there. That's not even Africans. People. That's just people in, in general with the other races. Like, you didn't, you know, just with the Koreans and, and Mexicans and other people, you don't see them like down each other there. And I've actually had the, I don't know if Kelvin has been out. Um, have you been to Europe yet, Kelvin? No, nah, no, nah, it's on the list though. So I went to, I went to Germany and um, Germany is, especially the side that I was in, is really like white, like East Germany. Like it's really yeah. white. Like you can count the black people that you had. And I went into a, a buffet, a, a restaurant, and, you know, everybody there is mostly German, pretty much 90, 90 to 88 to 90 percent of them. And one of the cooks was African and he he started speaking. He asked me, I walked up to him and he started speaking to me. I think it was in Hebrew because I think it was Nigerian. He started speaking it to me. <laughs> Did you say Hebrew? No. Ibo. 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 Sorry. My That's mom. where I'm from. 
My yeah. bad, not Nigerian folks. <laughs> yeah. I thought you said Hebrew. I was thinking, ah. No, it's, yeah. it's pronounced Ibu, correct? Ibe. Ibo. 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 Yes. Yeah. So he started speaking it to me in his native tongue, and I was like, I was like, I'm American. I speak English. And he was like, nah, you're not American. You're black. He was like, where are you from? And I was like, Georgia. I was like, I speak black. And it was like the, and the white people, well, the German people around me were like laughing, like, because it was like an awkward exchange. But I understood what he was saying, but it was like awkward because it was the first time I met someone who was African, who was like kind of welcoming to me, like, you're, you're one of me. And I'm looking like, nah, I'm, I'm not you. I'm, I'm American. Not saying like on a better, like I'm better than you, but like, I don't have a connection to you. It would be like, you know, someone's walking up to you and speaking Spanish and you're like, I don't, I don't understand. And it was just really awkward. And it made me definitely appreciate, you know, being, being black, I guess. And, you know, and what we do have here, but because it was very uncomfortable being around so many people who were not black. And it's just, it sounds weird for someone to say that, but uh, like you, you come to around people who look like you, you feel safe. Like, and yeah. like, that's what I feel like it would be if I went to Africa. Cause it's like, I wouldn't, I don't speak you guys language. I, we don't act or, or think the same. Like we speak different languages, eat different food. It would, it would be weird. I guess for lack of better words, but, the only way that Africa would be successful is if like everyone went there, like the all the black people and Americans, like we all went there. We all took all of our money there. But like I said, I don't, I don't think people everywhere because people are too, it's been too ish, into, institutionalized in our communities, regardless of where our words, black people that are in, because the black people that are in the islands are the same way. Like they get mistreated over there. If you see what you know, DR and Haiti and all this stuff, how they do Haiti all the time. Like you know, they they treat them bad here, just like you guys in UK with the whole Brexit thing. Black people are being mistreated everywhere that they are, and you would think they would just be like fuck that shit. Let me go back there, but I don't think people ever will. And I feel like we shouldn't have to. I mean, yes, saying fuck that shit and moving away would be great. But I feel like this is the whole, and this is why people are getting angry and protesting because we shouldn't have to say fuck that shit. Let's move away. You should just respect me as a human and just let me be. And that is like all we're asking for. We're not asking for anything like that's dramatic here. We are literally just saying, can you just treat us the way that you treat everybody else? That's dramatic. That's that's big. That's and big. Yeah, and it seems like we're asking for too much because that seems to be impossible. Because I mean, they've created a system that doesn't that that, that doesn't exist in the system. So you're asking them yeah. to change everything they've done for a thousand years. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, that's the, the issue. Constitution wasn't built on us having any rights, like equal. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it I mean, wasn't, even, especially in bro. America. Like it, it wasn't built on it. And the same thing with the police. Bro, People are always so shocked at how the police act. They were never meant for us. Like Bruh, even before the police black people. Before the rights, before America, before all that shit, man, it was never set up for shit to be equal. You know what I'm saying? Like they just never set it up that way. They never gave a fuck about anybody else outside of their people. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We black people are very empathetic to everything you know what i'm saying like you can see how sam said like she take up for everybody cause and most black people take up for everybody cause because we care about mm-hmm. shit white people don't have that shit in them they don't give a fuck about somebody else it's outside of their goddamn peripheral vision they don't care mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? That's how they can progress so fast and aggressively because they don't give a fuck about people. We have compassion. A lot of us have compassion and that shit don't exist for them. That's how they can proceed. That's how they can go so far so fast. I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say that they don't have because I've seen when, them when, no 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 when I'm speaking like, I'm speaking as a whole like I'm speaking as a whole I'm not speaking at that one person I'm not yeah, speaking no. about April that you know I'm speaking as a whole how they move <laughs> they do not but, have compassion for other people they I think, <laughs> they do not they don't give a fuck I, I think that it's it's just really just black people like the, oh you know, man it's anybody who because because if you i promise you bro you see like someone just posted that picture today and i was like damn michael vick and y'all y'all know michael vick the the football player who went to jail for dog fighting yeah he served more jail time than any of the officers have killed black people in the streets all together he went to jail for like a year and a half for dog fighting like, yeah, so they, they care about dogs more than they care about care, Yeah, they care about dogs. They care about the LBGTQ community. Like, they care. They Listen, have why they care about LGBTQ? Because they in that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? What I, listen, what, what I'm saying, saying is. Have, but I promise you, bro, I, I really feel like, and I don't want this to happen, but like, I feel like if the black man that was killed, if he was part of that community, they might care a little bit more. Like, and I mean, if he, it, was, if he was white or if he was no, gay. he's saying if he was gay, if he was, if he was, if he was they wouldn't care because Listen. it wouldn't be mentioned, they wouldn't have mentioned it, they would have hidden that because the, the media have been very selective in what they're sharing, so no, they would have just like put that aside. Was like, really out there, like it was really big, but you know what's crazy is the the community, the LGBT community is actually pretty separate too because it's very different, you know, even in Atlanta, like the. The, the gay pride, like there's a black one and there's a white one. No, because I, mean, I think those things are needed because there, there's a difference. I think the biggest mistake is we, we is us trying to believe that we are all the same. You need to understand that being gay as a white person is a completely different experience to being gay as a black person. Completely different. Like it's only now recently that gay people who are black have started speaking up because it's, 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 a, it's still a taboo in our community. It's still, how many people do you know who are gay, who are willing to say, oh, hi, mom, I'm gay. I have friends who are gay who are, who won't come out. And if they do come out, it's havoc. So we, those things are needed because the same way Black Lives Matter, you have to understand that the gay community in the black community is completely different to the normal LGBT group. Like, the experience is different. I mean, it, so yeah, I, 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 I got a quote, I got a quote, man. I got a quote I want to read right quick, man. This, yeah, and, this, and this is what I think. Like not one individual believes this, but the the white the white race believes this, and they live by this for for thousands of years. History is always written by the winners. When two cultures clash, the loser is obliterated, and the winner writes the history books. Books which yeah. glorify their own cause and disparage the conquered foe, as Napoleon once said, "Which is history but a fabled agreed upon." You know what I'm saying? So mm. they don't give a fuck about nobody, not just black. They don't give a fuck about nobody because they know the winner writes the history. You don't never hear about the loser in that shit because that shit ain't in the history books. They don't, they don't give a fuck, man. That's their superpower. I say that shit all the time. That's their superpower. They don't give a fuck about nobody. And that's what we, we, we care. 
and we have to we have to adopt that same narrative. I feel like even in Africa, you know, when white people are they're obviously the minority in most African countries, they are treated like kings and queens. If we yep. turn around tomorrow and not give them a fuck and start the police in Africa should start kneeling on their necks. Them. Let's see, let's see, let's see how this will work. Let's let's see how we can you know evoke. Well, they, go, they will blow Africa up. But think about the I numbers can't. though. They Think about the numbers. How much white people, how much black ready, people you got? We need we to not, stop giving a fuck like KB we said. We actually for, need to stop. It's too much. We've been we giving a fuck for, for too long. We're not ready for no race war. We will listen, lose. in Africa, a race... Uh, in Africa... Listen, basic. Basic. You think about you think about in America. Listen, you think about America. In America, black people will lose a race war for sure. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We don't have yeah. enough guns. We don't have a, you know, black people just start getting into guns and shit. That used to be a country country boy shit. You know what I'm saying? But in Africa, I mean, even the number numbers wise, you would lose. Yeah, yeah. we twelve percent of them. yeah, we twelve percent. We 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 a minority. The yeah, Hispanic yeah, community done passed us. In Africa, do you? No, in America. Too much, you? No, in <laughs> Africa, a race war. Nigerians. Yeah, it's a wrap. hundred million, over a hundred million Nigerians. Oh, yeah, it's a wrap. But do you know what? Do you know what? The, you know with uh, what Ian said could actually be correct because of the fact that slavery. How did it happen? Did we not sell ourselves? So people could turn around tomorrow and be like, actually, I want to be with a white folk because you know these times. People wouldn't. People, I don't. I don't think. I don't think all the because I always say, and I think we always kind of joke around that because with the Chinese, there's so many of them, and if they ever tried to book like everybody, would be speaking Mandarin. I could see all the Chinese people like banding together, but all the black people, like regardless of where you was, like I don't even think, and I don't, I don't know enough Nigerians to really speak on that. But I don't feel like they would really be all on one accord. Like, like I, I don't, I think some of them are, are really just too privileged because you, you even see just you know with the whole skin bleaching thing. I, I they just love. I think they love white culture too. Because if not, I feel like Nigeria would be way bigger than it than it is. It would be like a. It, there's no reason why Nigeria shouldn't be like a superpower, like how China is. Yeah, and, like, but I, I don't think they love white culture. They that people people love the things that people have. They love the attributes and the the, the privilege that they have. People don't like you know. People don't just like culture. It's like the privilege well, that they have. Y'all, we, we, got, we got we got two we got two people of Nigerian descent here. Do you feel like? I will tell uh, you why. It's because the fucking white man never went to China. China's always, since the beginning of time, have always been a superpower. They've always had their own. Do you understand? Nigeria only became independent about 50 years ago. 50, okay, let's say over 60 years ago. We're basically a new country. Do you understand what I mean? China has been a superpower for the last billions of years, but Nigeria only came together 60 years ago. You don't, that think, is you don't think the Europeans ever tried to colonize China? What do you think happened? They got kicked out. Okay. <laughs> they was about they got, that action. And they locked yeah, their They got kicked out. And also, by the numbers of also, just I was watching this history, by the numbers, it shows that China was like one of like the first because they have so many people. Like they're like one of the first people, Earth people. No, they're, it definitely is Africa before the Chinese people. Uh, Do you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. But anyway, so I just think the reason why, I, it's not like, it's not like, Okay, I get what you guys are saying about how oh Nigerians, you know, we like yeah, that is, you know, we do like the white culture, but at the same time we're very proud of being Africans of ourselves, but I guess all that, you know, skin bleach and all that, that just all comes from cologne, like just from the white people from like, you know, when they took over. Like what do you guys think or am I 
I don't I just know. I just feel like I I think we just lost Sam there for a second. It'll be back. But it, it to me it's it's bad because black people are so separate like all around. Like when I go like to the Dominican Republic or Panama or wherever just down to to Central and South America, I see people who look just like me, who are darker than me, but they don't see themselves as as me. Like you, I, I I love seeing you guys have so much passion, just like us. But you guys are the minority. Most of the people that look like us that don't stay in America, I wouldn't say they don't care, but it definitely doesn't bother them. That you're right. They don't care. Like, There's a lot of people saying this I is an American tell. problem. They don't care. They're, they're you're just, right. They act just like the the white people do this here. Like, oh, that sucks, but it's not me. They're not like, a part of this too. shit, bro. Yeah. They're not a part of this shit. Why are we even talking about them? I mean, but that's what I'm saying. But we're, how do we come to, like, the only way, because we're the minority here. Bro, we got to so organize, man. That's the solution, man. Organize. Like, we look, can't even get on. We can't even get, that's why I said people got to start moving, moving quietly. Because we, we always announce ourselves and what we're doing. I don't know what I don't know what uh, the Koreans doing up the street. Mm. All I know is that, uh, mm. another Metro City Bank just popped up. <laughs> we announce ourselves too much now our plans so they able to destroy stuff like nobody really talks about the you know Black Wall Street and the Tulsa bombing but that was like a terroristic act on on here where we were trying to build something and they literally blew it up like yeah. nobody talks about that like well, HBL they, just did a whole series on that but that, but that's what I'm saying. But like people, not enough people know about it. It's like this is this is what your government thinks of you. Like they tried to build and do something, and they were like, "No, nah, y'all can't have it. Y'all can't have it." And it's just like it's 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 frustrating. So, uh, uh, it, it's it's I, I don't know. That's why I say with me, I'm just letting the people just cook right now. I, I'm I'm at a loss for words. Okay, so to conclude everything, because like we've literally tapped into like so many things. <laughs> <A lot. laughs> um, okay, so I've I've got a question for Ian and KB. So the question is, um, for yourselves, or if you're gonna have sons or your nephews, what are you gonna teach them about the police? Are you? I don't know. Like, what are you telling them when they leave the house? And when you leave the house, are you ever in fear that there's a possibility that you might not come back? You want to go ahead and start, bro? Um, it's, it's like, it's a hard, I actually just bought a book. Um, dang, and I wish I, I knew the, the name of it. Um, but I just bought a book by an author who basically, it was written around the time that, um, the Trayvon Martin thing happened and he talked about, it was like a letter that he wrote to his son. So I'm going to be totally honest with you. I, I, I don't know what I would say. It's like, because like I, I tell people all the time, you can be, uh, when it's, when it comes to the police, you're treated the same way. If you're a person of color and I mean a, a black American, you're treated the same way, whether you're a three-time felon or you're like a, a Harvard graduate with, three degrees, you know, you know, with millions of dollars, like it, it doesn't matter. So I, I don't, I don't know what to tell them. Avoid them. That's, I don't know. Mm. Okay. And do you ever like fear that when you leave the house, do you ever fear that 
you could not come back? I mean, of course. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's it's been issues that I, I've had run-ins, and it, it could have definitely ended differently, you know. Um, so it's it's always a every time. I think every pretty much every black it's it's not too many black men that I that I know that haven't had run-ins with the police, like and whether they were positive or negative, it it always it's like a anxiety that you have whenever you see a police officer or you hear a siren like it's like you're like oh what's going to happen you can not have any priors no criminal record or anything like that but when you see them it's like it's it's like i guess it's pts is it ptsd mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so i mean and sorry to laugh there because it's, it's nowhere near a laughing matter but it's it's just like i don't I don't. I don't know what to do. It's it's a it's it's a scary situation. Whenever you see the police, and we're the only ones that feel like that. You see people walk around and see the police, and they're happy. And when we see them, it's like, regardless whether the officer is black or white or whatever, you you just you're worried because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm. And you, KB. Yeah, I was just thinking about this, man, because uh, I, I mean, I had like a situation uh, I, I talked about in the group chat a little bit where, you know, somebody called police on me and my, my niece was around. She was eight years old. Well, she eight now. She was like seven then. But, um, you know, that shit could have went left. And, you know, like, like back off of what Ian said, I mean, PTSD is real, but I think we have like a like a, an inherit we inherit PTSD. You know, mm -hmm. from our parents and our environment, because, you know, to answer your question, like when that situation happened with the police, I, I didn't have a like positive conversation with her because I was so pissed off. That shit. I, I can't say that I gave her good advice, you know, because I was mm -hmm. just so distraught at everything because because of nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because because of a, a, a bad employee. But, you know, I just think that we we teach to protect yourself to mm -hmm. our kids and it's crazy that we we need to teach them to protect themselves from the people that we pay to protect us you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. we're literally paying y'all we're we're literally paying them to kill us right now and yeah. that's fucking scary but i think that this kind of goes into the divisiveness within the black community is we also like tell them to be wary of some of the yo black people that you around you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. we really we ingrain in them not trusting a lot of people around you you know because mm -hmm. we just we're just we're we have so much shit to worry about as black people like all right you got to worry about him you got to worry about this white dude you got to worry about this whoever your, your your crazy cousin and all this shit and I don't think that happens in a lot of other communities. Like, they don't have those conversations. So, me telling a small child that they just go into the world not trusting no fucking body, man. So, it, it that, we can't come together because of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, shit, I don't trust nobody anyway. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I trust my parents. I trust my immediate family. I trust, I trust my boys. But, really, me, myself, now, outside of that, I don't really be trusting a lot of motherfuckers. Because I don't know these motherfuckers. So yeah, it's 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 a hard it's a hard to to think about what to tell our children um in the future, man. But I my message would be to protect yourself from all things external. 
Indeed. I mean, yeah, thank you guys for sharing your experiences. That was very eye-opening. I mean, it's one thing when you just see like a viral video, but because we know you guys and just hearing like your personal experiences, it, it just hits even harder yeah. that this is something that you guys have to live with every single day, day in, day out. So thank you guys for sharing your experiences. Stay safe. Yeah, we are just, you know, we are with you guys and we hope that this case will be... I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic, but I hope that George Floyd gets the justice that he deserves. And yeah, we'll see how this goes. But yeah, I don't know. There's not much to say. We just hope and pray for a better future and a better tomorrow. But in a world where racism is really never going to end, that's difficult to see. And, and, and we appreciate y'all, uh, you know, facilitating this conversation because, like I said, I, I never thought about it from across the pond, like how y'all felt about all this shit. And, you know, and and especially you saying what you said, I feel like I feel a togetherness and a bond that I just never even thought of before. So I appreciate you sharing your thoughts. Uh, you, Abigail, Lola, all y'all. I appreciate that. Uh, just it just made me get a, the little the, the fuzzy feelings, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if it was the gin or y'all, but you know I felt it. <laughs> it was the gin. It was the gin. Nah, definitely. Just just to piggyback on what KB says, um, it definitely brings um, gives you a sign of like togetherness that it is people who are not affected by what's going on, but they still have that that level of passion and anger. You know that somebody is you know mistreating someone who looks like like them. And until others can, I, I think I told KB this, until others can put put it in there, I'm, I'm trying to get my words together right, um, so I apologize. Until someone who is white can, can look at Jamal and see their son, Billy, and when he gets killed by the police, until they can see their son and that happening to them, it's never going to change until they until they just look at it. It is wrong. It, it, it's never going to potentially change. So hopefully, you know, conversations like this will, will definitely bring light to this, that this is happening. And it's it's not 1920. It's 2020. And it's, this is still happening. So appreciate y'all bringing us onto your platform. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. Right, no problem. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.